I just think that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that we are put under fire or like over fire. Yeah. For us to like become softer. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're the pumpkin. We're the pumpkin. He's the coals. Yes. Holy Spirit's the coals. Wow. Hello. Hey, Jenna. Jenna, long time no chat. You know what I was thinking? What's that? If we had planned this ahead further, mm-hmm. it would have been amazing to have Father Parks here. Oh, wow. And Claire. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Guys? Can I tell you something I've been thinking about lately? Tell me. It has helped me tremendously with surrender. Okay. I wasn't praying for it, looking for it. It's just a little seed of a thought. Okay. What is it? Where I have just been accepting reality Mm. Mm -hmm. and saying, well, the Lord must have willed it this way. Sure. You know? Yep. It has brought so much peace. Mm. I wouldn't say this happens all the time, but I think it's a real grace of a recent spiritual direction where in the past I'd be like, oh, I should have thought of that. I should have done Mm. that or Mm -hmm. should have done that differently. And I'm like, well, I guess this is what the Lord wanted. You know? Totally. It's been very freeing. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. You're not in charge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it. It's not up to me. No. Yeah. I'm just along for the ride. I'm just a passenger here. You know? It's not a song. Um, no, I don't know. I'm just a passenger. Wow. I just made it up. Okay. I've never heard that one. Great. Yeah. Jenna, what's up with you since this morning? What is up with me? Yeah, so we're on week one of Lent. Mm-hmm. And I anticipate that my future self <laughs> <laughs> will be, you know, I'm such a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. So even though we're recording these ahead of time and we're in the Lenten spirit, I'm not going to even think about what I'm doing for Lent mm. until we're a couple weeks in. Anyone else? <laughs> wow. Cannot relate. I have been praying about it for... Since mm, Advent? I honestly thought during Advent, is it too soon to ask you about Lent? And he was like, yes. (laughs) And then over the weekend, because remember, this is back in time when we're recording. I was saying to the Lord, it's a month now until Lent. Are we like within the window that you're going to tell me? And I was like, no, he's not. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I do know like way in advance... But even that, I think, is the Lord's will. There's some kind of preparation Mm. that has to happen that my heart has to come around the particular thing. I love that. But other times, I think he really delights in, like, surprising me. And, like, no, keep going. Keep coming a little closer. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, when we get there, you know. Like a gift. (laughs) That sounds familiar. (laughs) The Lord is the ultimate gift giver. Yes. That's so true. So he doesn't give me my Lenten gifts <laughs> till a few weeks in. Wow. Is that real? Yeah. Or I just do nothing all of Lent. Jenna. I'm not kidding. You guys, I repent. No, I'm not. That's not a judgmental thing. I just think you're being... <laughs> Hyperbolic? Hyperbolic. I'm not. There's lots of Lents where I've done nothing. Okay. Last night we were doing the Blessed Is She Weekly Night. 
And we have these little conversation cards on the table. Love them. Me too. Yes. And the question at our table, which I thought was so apt, said, what was the most transformative Lent you've ever had? I don't think you answered it. I didn't. (laughs) For this reason. Is it because you don't have an answer? Probably. Friend, you've had a Lent. I don't remember. Is it more that your life is Lent? Do you know what (laughs) I I mean? I'm not... No? I think that would, no. Okay. Well, this is. You guys share yours, Beth. I didn't share mine last night, I don't think. Yeah. I'm on to a new thing. I want to know my new thing. I'm not dwelling on past lens right now. You're setting your hand to the plow. (sighs) Yes, I am. Yeah, I will say I have become very bold with the Lord because Lent is my favorite season. Mm. Um, it's where I have historically experienced the most growth and consolation. So I look forward to Lent, which is new in the past mm-hmm. like few years. But because I've had some banger Lents, I'm like, this better be good, God. Like I'm not doing something sweet, simple. Like it needs to be really creative. <laughs> he is sweet and simple. Yes, but I also think he delights in like – it being very personal yes. and yeah thoughtful yes like a gift yeah <laughs> jenna you must have really liked the talk last night <laughs> i thought it was really good to talk about the lord being so good at giving gifts amen if the lord were to give you a gift today and write in your card you're big on cards right now <laughs> jenna was trying to get me to talk about cards in the talk and i'm only realizing right now that i didn't do that I didn't write card. I know. You, no, I did write card. You but wrote I didn't it, talk but you didn't say it. it. Sorry, Jenna. But if you were to write a card for you for Lent 2023, what would it be? Do you have an answer to this? No. Okay. This, I haven't had a holy hour on this or anything, <laughs> but I think this is going to sound like I'm not answering the question, but I am. More recently, it's been a long season of this where the Lord is speaking to me in the language of silence. So just to clarify, not speaking in silence, like it has to get quiet for me to hear the Lord, but there's a deep knowing and understanding and hearing without words. He's speaking in the silence. And there are times I'm like wanting him to say something, but then I'm like, no, 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 don't say anything. Like, (laughs) Because the silence is so rich that words actually feel kind of cheap. Mm -hmm. So I think if I were to have a visual card, (laughs) it's the look of love Mm -hmm. that the gospel writers talk about. Like the rich young man, Jesus looking at him, loved him. Like I know that look personally. I've seen that look that is only for me, that smile that is only for me. And that's what I would want in a card. Won't he do it? (laughs) (laughs) what would he say to you are you a big words person yeah oh yeah for sure yeah i just can't get that matthew kelly thing out of my head what's that best lent ever you think the lord's gonna put no i I just that's all i think about oh is that like resistance to lent well yeah like i don't like resolutions i don't like anything okay now we're getting there (laughs) we're probing beneath which i love this stuff okay it feels a little like gimmicky to you Kind of. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. So. Like we grow outside of Lent. You could have a new devotion or a new 
discipline anytime. Yeah. Why Lent? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I could counter that. Okay. By saying, as you know, Jenna, as I talk about... There's ad- grace for the season. Yes, I talk about this ad nauseum. There is grace when we live the liturgical calendar. Yeah. There is some mysterious supernatural power in the liturgical calendar. There's no mistaking in our own lives, in the history of the world. We saw it most recently this past summer when Roe v. Wade was overturned on the Feast of St. John the Baptist, which henceforth will be on uh, the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. In the month of the Sacred Heart. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, that is, the liturgical calendar to me is like God's seal. Like, Mm. this is me. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I've learned that in my own, I, I talk about this a lot as well, I've seen the evidence of that in my own life in significant dates, that it lines up with feasts or certain saints have come into my life based on their presence on particular dates. It's both very supernatural and very practical. So the Lord. I can't wait to have the best Lent ever. Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. Honestly, I have a little fear about Lent. Do like, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just like, it's not going to be good. It's it's not going to be it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so good because it's the Lord. I know, but yeah, there's a little, we're still being purified of this performance thing in me of like, I'll give you a for instance. Yeah, like what Claire talks about. You want to give up all the things. Yeah, I would say even deeper than that. Okay. I think my answer to that was to ask the Lord what he wanted me to do. Right. And this was, I mean, this is pre-Blessed Is She. This when I lived in Flagstaff. I was a youth minister. And the Lord asked me to go on a walk with him every day. And I think I did it once. Mm. I kid you not. Like, I think I did it on, like, Good Friday or Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was so resistant to that mm. because I felt like it was the Lord in a really loving, inviting way telling me to lose weight. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I I just was so, like, mired in shame about that that I missed the intimacy of it. Mm -hmm. I think I have had Lents that I failed to do things. Even I failed to heed intimate invitations of the Lord. Yeah. So there's kind of a lot there. Mm -hmm. Didn't see that coming, did you? I didn't either. (laughs) No. We could lose all that. I just think in general, anything that has a lot of expectations, Mm. I generally don't like. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a personality thing. (laughs) Like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're going to dig in. We're not doing this. Babies. This is like when the sons are in the NBA finals and everybody's having like a house party and like loving it. And I'm like, like, why does everybody care about basketball? I get that about something trivial, but I feel that about things that are, like, beautiful. I just said weddings, babies, Christmas, and Lent. So there's obviously something wrong with me. No, rebuked in Jesus' name. No. Do I think there's something underneath it? I sure do. I do. I think that's why I'm so excited about this Lent book. Sorry. Do you know what it is? You're a trailblazer. You're a leader. You don't like to be doing what the crowd's doing. I think that's what it is. No, it's it's the expectations thing. Yeah, I don't want any expectations because then I'll always be let down. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just live. I don't know what today's going to bring. 
Let down by the Lord or let yourself down? No, like let down by the situation. Wow. Oof. That's very deep. I mean, disappointment is yeah, just like looming. Yes. Yeah. So honestly, I think that's why I'm excited about this Lent book. Because I can just, like I feel this theme so deeply. Yeah. That it feels very natural to let this be the deep thing that God's doing in me. Mm. And I don't have to think about or like have expectations of anything else. Wow. Well, that's amazing. Really? Yeah, I think that's going to be very beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited. To just go deep with one thing, like this theme of being changed. Yeah. Changed. Was that the, that was the title of last week? I'm a week late. I'm but like, get it together. I'm like viscerally moved by the word changed. That's fact, cool. I kind of wanted to talk about this last week and we didn't, which praise be to God, I, that's what we were supposed to talk about. Yeah. But something that I just think if we could touch on, if you don't mind backtracking for a minute, something so cool about our friendship that I don't think is true for everyone is that we both are convicted in our bones of two things, that people can change, we yes. can change, and that we have to change. Mm -hmm. We have to change. Yes. Maybe a third thing, and Jesus changes us. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I don't mean we have to change. Like, we have to grow with the times. I think, I think that's what people think from the outside when they look at the church, and that's a distortion mm. of the truth, which is in relationship with Jesus – we cannot help but change. Yes. If we're becoming like him, he is dissecting every fiber mm -hmm. of self-love from mm -hmm. our hearts mm -hmm. to be one with us, to make us like him. That's what unity is, that the, the two are becoming one and the same. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that. that I, I was last night just like mm -hmm. reflecting and praying a lot with that, like people can change. Like you, you, my friend listening, mm. you can change, not on your own, but Jesus mm. changes us, supernaturally gives the grace. He changes us, and he gives us the grace to continue to grow and change. And that that's the only, that's the only way. Mm. So you think people kind of approach life resisting change? Oh, sure. Don't you? I mean, I do. No, I think I've always wanted to be better. So cool. <laughs> it is. And you know what? I, I will say I think this like conviction in me okay. is is a fruit of our friendship. I think that's something that I've learned from you. I think when I came into Blessed Is She, I was in a very – this is like secular, mm -hmm. uh, popular psychology type of language, but I had a very fixed mindset mm -hmm. about myself, about the world. And the Lord was just chiseling away at that. But it was like I was in the fire here. And there was such a learning curve mm. that I had to change. I had to adopt a growth mindset. And you gave me so much grace in that, gave me permission to grow and to not get it right the first time, which is, I think, previously what kind of left kept me in shame, you know? Mm. But yeah, my mind had to change that I could change and growing is good, mm. not failing, you know? Yeah. But like learning is not failing, essentially. Yes. I was watching this YouTube video mm -hmm. of this woman who acts like she's in the 1700s. 
making a pumpkin pie. <laughs> We're back to the pumpkin pie, Jenna. <laughs> you were trying to tell me about this yesterday. She brings the coals out of the fire, scrapes them out. Oh, okay. Puts yeah. a little metal thing over the coals. Yes. And then puts the pot of pumpkin on the metal like a, Like a whole pumpkin. No, she she carved it. She'd already took carved all the skin it off. Took everything out, all the seeds, cut it up into little pieces. No way. Yeah, yeah. Then she brings coals out, puts the metal <laughs> thing like a stove. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then puts the pot on it. Okay. For the pot to be like melted. Yes. So that it would turn into like pumpkin puree. Okay. I just think that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that we are put under fire. Or like over fire, yeah, for us to like become softer. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're the pumpkin. We're the pumpkin. He's the coals. Yes, Holy Spirit's the coals. Wow. Okay. We all have that invitation, but you're saying not everyone feels like that. Yeah, we're just like stuck in our ways, want to do our thing. Or do you mean I love my sin and I like want to stick stick with that? Where I don't even know that there's potentially an ability for me to be purified. I think it takes humility to change. Okay. I do think people are like, you know, this was very popular maybe 10 years ago. And maybe this is still kind of the way people think. But, like, I'm a good person. Okay. Like, and why, that's good. Why do We're I like need decent. to change? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a good person. I, like, pay my taxes and I, like, wave to my neighbor and, you know, my kids are in sports and I... I think the disconnect I have yeah. is that if we know the Lord, yeah. then aren't we not worldly anymore? Don't we throw away the ways of the world? Yeah, but I think it's a process of becoming. It's like grapes in a wine press. Okay. Are we saved and adopted into God's family by virtue of our baptism? Yes, but it takes a lifetime to work that out in our character. Okay. The Catechism talks about this. Okay. It's it's one of my favorite little excerpts that I share in the Well Mentorship. Formed in his image, we are renewed in his likeness. So we have to become like him. Yeah. So we are made in his image. Absolutely. There's dignity here and beauty, but we're restored, renewed into his likeness. Right. Christ-like character is being developed in us. It's like the the seed of God is in us. We have to cooperate with that grace in order for it to bear fruit in our lives. Okay, but ultimately, in our lives, things will happen, circumstances will arise, and we are always changed. Yes. We're always changing. Yes. For better or for worse, I guess. Yes, exactly. We are always being changed. Yeah. The question is, are we going to allow the suffering, the adverse circumstances, the trials, are we going to allow those things to renew us and restore us into his likeness? Mm. Or are we going to become, are we going to be affirmed in our insecurities or like self-protective mm. or defensive, not trusting people, bitter? Yeah. So the question is not like, do we change? The answer is clearly yes. Uh, the question is, how do we want to let ourselves be changed? Yeah. Well, I love that even about Rocio sharing about her miscarriages mm -hmm. and how painful that was and that in and of itself can be something that is so deeply 
like such a deep personal wound for each and every woman who experiences that and family, I should say, that experiences that, that it really can be something that like shrivels us up because grief is an overwhelming beast. Yeah. And the reality of that pain is overwhelming. Or like what Rocio wrote about, like this beautiful ability for her to pray and to realize that this very thing that we're experiencing can be the offering united to him. I think my favorite kind of seamless integration of last week into this week is what Claire had shared on Friday after Ash Wednesday. On page nine, it says, at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion. So the Lord himself like Mm. surrendered to the very thing that he was going to suffer and go through. That we in ourselves could say to the Lord, like, I willingly give you everything. Even the fear of suffering, even the fear of what's potentially to come. Like, I willingly say yes to you and surrender to you no matter what. Mm. And that's something that feels ridiculous. It might be just because I have like a lot of fear, you know, fear of like death, sickness with my family, things like that. So like to surrender myself totally and say, Lord, no matter what, sounds terrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I want to stay with something that you just said, because it resonates very deeply with me. I was literally praying as you were talking just a moment ago, and I was just saying to the Lord, like, I'm so afraid. Mm. And I have this friend who's known me for years, you know, decades. Yeah. And she would always like laugh and joke with me, like, you have no fear. Like, you just don't have any fear. You know? Yeah. Like I left my job and I moved to Phoenix and I started this whole new thing with you, you know? And then I did an eight-day silent retreat and I realized fear is like an undercurrent of my life. Mm. I just push through it and don't acknowledge it. Wow. I just try to pretend it's not there. Yeah. And I think it's very scary to even acknowledge, to even say out loud, like, I'm afraid, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's different than hearing Jesus like say, do not be afraid. I think a lot of people cling to that, but they skip over, or at least I do, skip over saying, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fear. Yeah. It feels like there's something on the fear thing, but maybe mm-hmm. that maybe that's just me. Yeah, no. I'm not a big fan of word of the years. Mm-hmm. Words of the year. Or Lent. Or just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of really anything. <laughs> but... I have this word from the Lord, and I can't Mm. stop thinking about it. Okay. And it is courage. Wow. Yeah. And then I looked up the definition of courage because we had to do it for a homeschool thing. Yeah. The ability to do something that frightens one. Wow. I thought that was so cool because it's like you know that the thing is scary, Mm. but courage is the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. You're saying I do it and I push through and not to like not acknowledge it. Yeah. I do think that's so important, obviously, with the Lord, especially to say like this is really scary. Yeah. But in that, he gives us the courage or fortitude, I think. I don't know much about the virtues <laughs> to like make it through, mm-hmm. to, to do the thing that scares us. For example. Yeah. I shared last episode that I had a really difficult newborn baby situation. Yeah. And 
I'm going to have another baby at the, in the beginning of August. And I have like an insane amount of fear yeah. about the situation. And I was kidding earlier about not liking babies. I really like babies. I don't think you said that. I did. I oh, did okay. babies and weddings. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I do love those things. Yes. So then I was just thinking, well, the Lord is giving me courage to like enter into and to be in this season that scares me. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow. I don't know how to explain it. Like, yes. it's not even like, don't be afraid. Yes, he's do like he's telling me that and yeah. giving me the courage to do it. But that doesn't mean that that thing isn't scary. Yes. You know? Yeah. It is still scary. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's beautiful you're hearing from the Lord about this word. Yeah. I just didn't know that about the new baby. Yeah. I'm just grateful. I just, I think I'm feeling that mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like grateful that the Lord is. Totally. In it with you. Yeah. Me too. I don't know. I guess I think there's something even scary about Rocio trying to get pregnant again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these things are actually scary. Yeah. Like he doesn't make it not scary. Yeah. He just gives you courage. Yeah. Yes. What really moves me about Jesus, I want him to develop in me, is this like embracing of the cross, mm. like a surrender to suffering. Not surrender like white flag, give up but like giving yourself over right. to reality, mm -hmm. to the situation. I remember we did a retreat in another state and we were having the vigil mass and Eucharistic procession. And I was in the church, I think like taping off pews. I was so struck by the, the second station, Jesus receives his cross. And mm. the whole scene was very dynamic. Mm. There was a lot of movement in it. And I could like feel the weight of it and the way the soldiers were maneuvering it and the crowd jeering and like jostling and Jesus was standing perfectly still it was just the the brilliance and the prayer of, of this artist mm -hmm. there was just like a light around him emanating from him really and a stillness a tranquility and he had his hands reaching out for the cross to embrace the cross mm -hmm. like he wasn't under it he it wasn't being put upon him totally he wasn't dreading it. It was like this courageous mm -hmm. sort of embrace. There's something in me, you know, that just wants to fight change and fight mm -hmm. suffering and fight the fear and just push through it. And Jesus teaches me by his life and through sacred art and in the scriptures to just receive all of the things in life. Yes. You know? Yes to be at peace in a way with reality, mm -hmm. which is to trust in the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. um, so I, there's something there about like surrender, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Surrender as embracing as opposed to surrender as in like giving, giving up. up. Jinx. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying even trying to articulate earlier of I know if I were to be pregnant again, a miscarriage is on the table. Yeah. So there's a surrender that has to happen of like whatever you want, God. Like I'm in even the suffering that will come. Yes. And as you said earlier, we will have suffering. There will be trials. And we do get to make the choice to be open-handed to grace 
and to intimacy with the Lord Mm. through those trials and sufferings. Or we can white knuckle it and try to figure it out on our own and live just a hollow life Mm -hmm. without the fullness of Jesus. Yes. I love that, the fullness of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like we don't only want him or get him Mm. in in the good things, Mm -hmm. but there's profound life-changing transformation in suffering. Yeah. And you will never know Jesus if you don't know him in his suffering. Yes. And he will never know you if you, he knows us. Of course this is like <laughs> tricky, but there he is so moved by being invited into our suffering. Will you let him know you from your own self-revelation, mm-hmm. not from his omniscience? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With trust. Mm-hmm. Will you reveal your heart to him? Mhm. I was thinking, as you were talking about this quote from Divine Intimacy, Mm. which we both love by Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene, he said, one who lives by faith knows that God always wills whatever is best for him, Mm. even if it brings him suffering. Wow. Do I live by faith? Good Lord. I've been thinking about that since I read it a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, you know, here, not not to make any, of course, the, the church would teach and we would both you know, believe like God has a permissive will. God does not will our suffering, but he enters into it with us. Mm -hmm. And he gives us an example to follow, to submit to the wine press, to receive the cross, to surrender and to make an offering of ourselves in the midst of that suffering, Mm -hmm. knowing that we're not alone and that he makes all things work together for our good. Yeah. What did you think of Rocio sharing about spiritual motherhood? These reflections this week, her stories were very tender for me because obviously, or maybe not so obviously, I'm not a biological mother. I'm not married. I'm single. I just turned 40. And so there's a longing, there's a desire for biological motherhood, which I, I still have hope of that, you know? But at the same time, The Lord, and this has been a deep work over many years, the Lord has presented to me the reality of like the feminine soul as mother, like Mm. the universal call, for lack of a better word, of every woman to motherhood, spiritual motherhood. And I have a number of very dear friends who are religious sisters, who are the most motherly Mm of women who have no biological children, but hundreds, if not thousands, of spiritual children. Mm -hmm. Spiritual motherhood is, yeah, maybe one of the greatest gifts of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not to the exclusion of biological motherhood. Right. And biological motherhood extends beyond biological motherhood. So it's not only for a childless 40-year-old or a religious sister. It is for women with six children to mother beyond their own children even. The power of spiritual motherhood is so far beyond only the children that you give birth to. Yes. Even for mothers, mm-hmm. biological mothers, yeah, adoptive mothers, foster mothers. Like, but it's beyond the children in your, who live in your home and are in your care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that Rocio like turned 
like her heart was so poised to intercede mm. for people. Mm. I don't feel that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's a, is that a charism? Intercession. Intercession is absolutely a charism. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was so beautiful. I just do think there are people who are made for it, obviously, mm. if there's a charism. Like the Lord has given them a gift in that way. Well, I think biological motherhood, I don't want to keep saying biological. I think caring for small children is engrossing. Yes. You know? Correct. And there is enough to, to pray for and to attend to yes. with the souls in your home. Yes. So I understand that like your your intercessory muscle is like sure. engaged elsewhere. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. But I do think there's an invitation mm-hmm. for all of us. Like um, just imagine if if we all received and were activated in spiritual motherhood mm. to like mother the person checking us out at Target who's, I think Claire mentioned this, like the forlorn mm. checker at the grocery store. Like we could be encouragement to her, to him. Like that's mothering. That's mm. spiritual motherhood. Mm. It doesn't have to be like an ongoing sort of mentorship relationship. Yeah. It's in every interaction. Mm. It's in friendship. You mother me and I mother you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We mother our own mother sometimes. Amen. We do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that and not sound. That was good. We do. It's good. Yeah, we do. Trying to sound casual. I'm trying to sound casual. We do. It's good. We do. Okay, Jenna, heart check. Talk to me. We're talking about being two weeks into Lent. Yeah. In in the context of this week on like surrender and offering, mm-hmm. I love this line from Rocio. In our suffering, the Lord gazes lovingly upon us, draws us close. And places in our hands the very grapes for the offering. Just like what what stuff of your life, mm. you know? And, and for me, it's it's the fear that we've been talking about. I just want to like bring that into the light of conversation with the Lord. Yes. This Lent. Yeah. Yes. I love, speaking of things being an offering, mm. I love incense for this reason. Yes. Because I think incense is such a visible and... Sensory. Olfactory sense. Yeah. It touches on a few of the senses of us offering something to God. Yes. It's like an all-consuming experience. Yes. You can hear it. Yes. You can smell it. You can see it. Yeah. And so I've always just like loved that concept that the Lord is worthy of my offering and that incense is like my offering being given to him. You know what I mean? You are going to die when I tell you this. What? Have you not listened to that Father Boniface Hicks with, episode? With Matt Fradd? Yeah. No. This is where it starts. Okay. And you're going to die Yeah. because it comes back to the coals. Oh, no. Yes. Stop. Yes. Okay. So frankincense um, is the sap of a particular tree, a rare tree found in this certain region. You should listen to the original conversation because I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase here. Yeah. But essentially, that sap comes forth as the skin, as the bark of the tree, really, that protective covering of the tree is injured or stripped. Mm. It essentially bleeds this sap. Mm. And that sap hardens. And then 
it's placed on the coals, mm. and it becomes incense. Wow. This cold, hard pellet of, of useless tree blood, essentially, becomes this fragrant, sweet, all-consuming sensory experience that lifts our hearts and minds in prayer. Yes. And Father Boniface Hicks said that this, this is like us, mm. that we are the tree that is wounded and stripped and bleeds, and the temptation is to become mm. hard and constricted to, to close ourselves in. Yes. But when we lay that suffering on the burning coals of the Father's charity, wow, that offering becomes a, a sweet-smelling offering to the Lord. Those pellets become a sweet-smelling offering to the Lord. Wow. How insane is that? Crazy. Yes. Wow. He said that's what he does as a priest is he, he offers back the pain of people and becomes like that meeting place with the coals of divine charity and the pain of the people and lifts them up in praise to God. Okay, Father. This is in like the first 10 minutes. It's kind of insane. What? It's connected to the Song of Songs. I mean, it is wild. Wow. I don't know if it was frankincense actually, but that's the offering. Yes. I mean, is that not the perfect image or analogy for for what we're talking about here with offering is that we even offer our blood, our pain, and rather than becoming hardened and embittered by it, we allow it to encounter the burning love of the Father for us. Mm-hmm. And that becomes mysteriously, miraculously worship. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Shall we pray? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. God, would you infuse our prayer with your love, with your life, by the power of your Holy Spirit. We desire to give back to you all that is yours, even and especially our suffering, to make it an offering, Lord. We ask for the fire of your love. We lay our our pain, our fear, our suffering on the burning coals of your charity. That that encounter might become a sweet smelling offering to you, Lord. A sweet-smelling offering that would even draw others to you, Lord. We place these offerings onto those coals even now. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you don't burn us up, Lord. Mm -hmm. That you will never, ever harm us but that you take our pain and you make it something beautiful. You make us something beautiful. We love you and we trust you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sorry I had a little trouble praying there because I just wanted to... 
I was just watching the incense. That's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Totally. They're just, it's the silence thing. Like I don't, yes. there aren't any words for that. It's just an encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. Praise God. Thanks, BD. Thank you, Jenna. See you next week. <laughs> yes, please. Bye. Bye.